0: Amen. Amen.
1: Let's pray. Most gracious heavenly father, Lord, we give you praise with much thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and we thank you that you are raising up good soldiers and we endure hardship and we use our faith to overcome for this is the victory, even our faith. And we declare that you are opening our partners eyes that they will understand that the teaching is not designed to be hard. It is designed to be preparation Mm -hmm. so that they can get the victory because that is your desire for them. And I pray for the people who have felt sensitive and offended and upset that they would understand that we are standing here as shepherds after your heart. And our only goal is to see them perfected into the image of Christ and live the victorious life that you have called them to we thank you that this is a ministry of victory this is a ministry of overcomers this is a ministry of conquerors and this is a ministry of sons now Holy Spirit come and do what you do yes. cut where you need to cut instruct where you need to instruct illuminate where you need to illuminate and grow us up into a people that the father is proud of and we thank you for it in Jesus name amen amen Amen. you need to say that grow me up into a Person that the father is proud
0: of. Grow me up up into a person. Into
1: a person that the the father father is proud of.
0: of. Amen. Grow
1: me up. We've been teaching about growing into sonship, and I want to use this. I was talking to Chandra. Chandra is um, she is the minister, she leads corporate, she leads intercessory prayer Mm -hmm. for fellowship of champions. But what many of you may not know is that Chandra's father is um, a bishop, Bishop Chester Thompson, who has been like a father to Pastor Edwin. And I let Mm -hmm. us come and do events there in the early years years of our ministry. And I was saying, I was explaining the other night about this journey of sonship because some people seem to be confused and they're like, well, aren't we all sons? No, we're all children. We're not all sons. And I was saying to Chandra now because of her maturity, her father count, gets counsel from her. Mm-hmm. He asked her for instructions. And I said, did he always do that? And she said, no. I said, why? Because you were a child, but you weren't a son. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until he trusted that you had his heart about the things of God, that he began to ask you your opinion about the things of God. And so Pastor Ellen and I were talking because he was saying, One of the things he really challenges me because he's an educator is how do I explain it in a way that people can understand it? And we were saying that one of the things we said in the message is that God will tell you that you are a son. And he said, well, how will people
0: know that they are a son? And then you said, do you remember what you said? I mean, I remember asking you the question. I was like, okay, if if you say that people people can declare I'm a son of God, but they're not a son of God. I said, then how do people know? And you said the Holy Spirit will tell them. And I said, okay. And I you said the Holy Spirit will tell him like he told Jesus. I said, so then our people are people supposed to be waiting on the, the heavens to open and a dove to descend on them? For you them to know. And I was being extra, but I was being extra because I was giving you a push to, to, to get you to think deeper in terms of okay, how does a lay person understand this? And then you explained it. And how did you explain it as a lay person to understand? That it?
1: One of the ways you will know you've grown into sonship is that God stops just giving you directions and starts giving you options. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, and that's that's what many people miss in the sonship journey, which is why they don't grow into the next Mm -hmm. level. That in the beginning, God doesn't ask you your opinion because your heart is not enough like his for him to care about your opinion. You don't
0: even know enough about him to make the right decision. Yes. So he gives you a lot of instruction in the same way that your 3 three-year-old, you're five-year-old, they don't have enough information about the world to make certain decisions. So you just instruct them. You just instruct
1: them. And so what we want to do is we want to be faithful in the instruction season. So he starts giving us things to manage. And then he starts giving us things that he says, that's yours. Do with it what you want. But because our heart is so much like his, we say the only thing we want To do with it is what you want Mm. us to do so then we
0: go back and ask you what would you like for us to do that's right yeah
1: so we're teaching about this series growing in the sonship because i believe that it is important the bible tells us in romans 8 that the whole earth is groaning Mm -hmm. the whole creation so not just the earth the cosmos is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of god because when adam and eve sinned they did not just put humanity under the curse. They put all of creation Asian, right. under the curse. Right. So it says all of creation is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God to be revealed. That must be more than just being a Christian because it's a whole lot of Christians on this planet. Yes. He is looking for a people, creation is looking for a people that look and sound like God. Yep. They look and sound like their father. We know this to be true. We talk about this all the time. It is the expectation in any family that your kids should resemble you. Yep. Your kids should be able to transact business on your behalf. One of the things I love about watching Pastor Chris and Pastor Ralph and Pastor Nietzsche grow up in ministry is that you know if you give them an opportunity, if you give them a platform, they're not gonna come up and do their own thing. They're gonna stay in line with what they have been taught in the house. Yeah. And many believers, when given the opportunity, you don't look like you come from the father's house. Mm. You don't look like you, you don't look like you're daddy. You look like yourself. You look like your flesh. You look like the devil. But God is inviting us to grow up so that when we speak to storms, they must obey. When we speak to cancer, it must obey. When we speak to COVID, it must obey. The reason nothing is responding to you is that you do not sound like your Mm -hmm. father. So we said there are five reasons that we're doing this teaching number one we want to build a foundation of biblical truth regarding our identity as sons of god you ought to share this broadcast with everybody we got
0: way too many people in church who've never grown up yeah you doing number two? Sure, number two, we said it was to establish a framework for understanding how growth actually occurs in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And I believe that this is critically important. It is to establish a framework for the you understand. What is a framework? It is a mechanism by which you are able to synthesize information in a way that can be applied to your applicable life. You need to establish a framework for understanding how this growth occurs in the kingdom of God, because it's not a, it's not like it is in the world. It's not about time. It doesn't matter that you've been in church 50 years. That doesn't matter. It doesn't Whether matter. you've been in church 50 days or 50 years, you're growing into sonship has a process. It's a process. Uh, and it doesn't have to do with time. It has to do with relationship and trust. Absolutely. <sighs> Number three, to provoke us to accept responsibility
1: for our growth into sonship. Yeah. We have too many believers who have put all of their growth on someone else, Mm. and every time they don't know something, they say, "My pastor didn't teach me." And I'm gonna always advocate for pastors because, in reality, even though we have 92 people who are currently in service, we're not gonna have 92 people who are in Bible study. Right. And so, what's gonna happen is that people are saying there are all these things I didn't learn in church when they don't even come to church. Did you give
0: yourself to the learning? Did you
1: give yourself to to learn of those things and they don't take responsibility
0: outside of church for their growth right and so the fourth reason that we're doing this teaching is to challenge you to engage holy spirit to learn our identity and our kingdom assignment we want to challenge you uh, and to challenge us collectively on how to engage Holy Spirit in a way that learn, that allows us to learn about our identity. That whole thing we talk about, about reintroducing ourselves. When we were talking about Pastor Ralph teaching about the power of imagination, giving your imagination back to God so Holy Spirit can redefine that imagination Absolutely. for you. So that when you are imagining things, you're imagining things that God has for you, not your own self-will. And the kingdom of Simon is incredibly important because the
1: Bible tells us that our works are going to be tried before mm-hmm. the Lord. And if you do good things that are not God things, they're going to be burned up in the kingdom of God. Good things that are not God things are considered dead works. You don't want to spend 70, 80, 90, 100 years on the planet and you didn't fulfill the reason Mm -hmm. you were sent here. Mm -hmm. And then number five, to reveal to us the importance of our individual sonship in the bigger plans of God. So my obedience matters. Everyone's obedience matters, but your obedience Mm -hmm. matters. Say this, say my obedience matters.
0: Oh, my obedience. My obedience matters. It definitely matters.
1: My obedience strengthens the kingdom. So in the converse, my disobedience weakens the kingdom. Mm -hmm. It does matter how you live. It does matter how you live. It absolutely
0: matters how you live. It
1: matters how you live. So our foundational scripture for this teaching is Romans 8 and 14. It says, as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So one of the things that we know about sons is that sons are led by the spirit of God. Uh Sons are not led by their flesh. Sons are not led by popular opinion. Sons are not led by the economy. Sons are led, not led by politics and the government. Sons are only led by the Spirit of God. So one of the ways that you can measure your own sonship is what leads you, mm-hmm. what instructs you, what directs you, what tells you which way to go. Amen. Amen. Now in John 1:12, it tells us: as many as received him, he gave power to become sons of God even those who believe on his name. So the next thing we understand is that every born again believer has the power to become a son. But since it says he gave us the power to become a son, we know it's not automatic. Right. There is something we must do in order to activate our sonship. And
0: what I love about that is that it's a twofold process. He says, "You there's something you have to do but already know, beloved, I've given you the power to do it. I've given you the power to do it. So yes, there's something I have to do, but it's not this idea of I've got to do it and I don't know if I can make it. I got to do it and he's already told me he's given me the power to do it. So it's not like, it's not like, um, it's not like this idea of I'm going to try it and see if it works. If I engage the process, it working has already worked out. Come on. That's good. It Working has already worked out on my behalf. I just got to be willing to engage the process And the way I engage the process is through trust. I trust God. If God says I've given you the power, if God said I've given you the power to, to pick up a car and, and I go out there, me picking up the car is already a done deal because he's given me the power to do it. But, but if I never go out there to physically lift the car, even though I have the power to do it, the car never gets lifted. So he's given me the power to become a son of God. But if I don't engage the process of coming becoming a son, I never grow and become one.
1: That's good. So next thing we want to say this morning is engage the process. Engage the process. Engage the process. You have to become intentional about growing up. Yep. You have to become intentional about growing up. You have to become intentional about not wanting to be a person. I was thinking about this. How many things does God want to instruct us to do to take us on adventure adventures, but he's still having to talk to us about kids as kids. So here it is that God wants to talk to us about how we can impact the world over here, but he's still having to say, quit cussing people out. Yes. He's over here and he wants to talk to us about how we can impact the world over there, but he's still having to tell us not to be gluttonous, not to quit eat, to quit eating so much, to quit gossiping, to quit fornicating, to quit lying. We have to want to grow up. We, we have to begin to value his agenda, his desire more
0: than our own flesh. Yes. And so in order to do that, we have to understand then who he is and we have to understand god's plans for us that's right we have to understand that and we talked last week and we said that there were a couple of things that we had to establish in order for that to happen and we talked about number one the kingdom son is not a gender role when we talk about kingdom about sonship it's not about male or female it's about position it's about position sonship is about position it is a position of authority and women are sons too if they grow and become if just like men are if they grow and become if they
1: grow and become Yep. Yeah. Right. And then number two, that the son has the ability to operate as God in order to accomplish the will of God. Mm. So what that looks like is that I don't just use my declarations willy nilly. Mm. I want to find out what God is saying about a situation. And then I say that because when I say that from my position
0: as son, heaven and earth responds to me. In my declar- I say this all the time. My declaration ought to match my living. If I'm, a, if, I'm de- if I'm declaring all of these things to be, then I ought to be living in such a way that I line up with the thing that I'm expecting.
1: Can you say more about that?
0: So, so if I'm declaring that I am the healed of the Lord, then I need to be living like I'm the healed of the Lord. What I'm saying out of my mouth, what I'm doing out of my mouth ought to line up with my confession. If I'm saying I got more, I got plenty more to put in store. I'm a giver. Uh, I have plenty. All my needs are met. I need to be living my life like that. When I see opportunities to bless other people, I ought to be giving. When I see opportunities to obey God in the area of my finances, I ought to be doing it. You can't be making a confession over here, but living a different lifestyle. Your confession ought to match your profession, how you live it. It ought to match your profession. And then number three, sons are
1: made and promoted according to the will of the father. We don't choose when we are promoted, but we choose to prepare.
0: Yes. We can always choose to prepare.
1: We we choose to prepare. And how do we prepare? prepare. You can sum it up like this. Obedience. Yes. If I, 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 wanna, I want y'all to hear my heart if you are not obedient, you're not a son, right? You may be a child of God, but if you are not obedient, you are not a son. And if you are not obedient, there are things the father cannot trust you with. And there are many of you who are sitting here with dreams of things that God has shown you that he desires to do in your life. And you are like, why don't they happen? Because you don't obey God. Mm -hmm. And God does not give authority to disobedient children any more than a wise parent would not give a fast car to a a irresponsible child Mm -hmm. or even a car to an irresponsible child if you have a child who does not honor you enough to come home at their 11 o'clock curfew what when they're riding with friends why would you buy them a car? Right. That's not a loving parent. That's a foolish parent. Right. And God is not a foolish parent. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So let we talked about how the journey to sonship begins. Yep.
0: And then the first thing we said, number one, if you're going to grow in this journey of sonship, the very first thing you do, you must be born again. You must be. You must be. Must be. What does it mean to be born again? It means that you have made a commitment to give your life to Christ. What does that mean? That means that you have asked God. You've asked the Father, you've asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins. And we have all sinned because we were born into, into sin. sin. So when I hear people say, well, I ain't, I don't I don't, I don't know why I need to ask for forgiveness. Because you were born into sin because you're a sinner. And the only way to be saved is to be saved by grace. And you ask God to come into your life and to save you. You acknowledge the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. You acknowledge that he did die for you. And that he got up from the grave with all power in his hands. And he has the power to extend eternal life to you and when you believe that that is step number one that is when that that's really to me that's when you become a child of god yes prior to that you are a creation of absolutely god. and i you know sometimes we say well everybody's a child of god no everybody's really not a child of god everybody may be a creation of god but a child of god is someone who has made this first step into becoming this new creature this new this new thing that never existed before when we get born again
1: and i want you to think about this first: being born again To be born again, we talked about this a lot last week, so we're not this week, but I want to mention it to you because so many of you told me that it resonated with you. To be born again is to also decide to stop committing treason. Mm -hmm. Treason is sin. It is an attempt to overthrow the lordship of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. When I am born again, I am rejecting, I am saying the devil is no longer my father. Colossians 1 says he has rescued me from the terror tyrannical rule of darkness and translated me into the kingdom of his beloved son. Mm -hmm. When I have accepted Jesus as my personal savior, I am not trying to just not go to hell. I am leaving the lordship of the devil, I am leaving the lordship of my flesh, and I am saying to God, I repent for committing treason, I repent for trying to overthrow Amen. you, and I am now coming into obedience in your kingdom, Amen. and I believe that that's been a missed part of the teaching, so that's why so many people have come to Jesus just trying not to go to hell, but you come to Jesus and you still live Mm -hmm. like hell. You still let the devil tell you everything. You must reject treason. When we disobey God, any of us, when we disobey God, when we practice sin, we are committing treason. We are essentially saying, that the king that created everything does not have the right to set the parameters of our life and tell us what to do. And the
0: Bible is clear; it says that the it says that the wages of sin or the payment for sin is death. It's death. It's death. And, G, and Jesus paid that ultimate price so we sh- so that we didn't have to live a life of sin. That's right.
1: And understand this: that your wages of sin is death may not be physical death, right? But in hear me. In every area that you disobey God, you are experiencing death. When you disobey God, you are experiencing death. What does that mean? You are separated from the life of God in that area. Many of you are struggling in your finances because you are experiencing death because you disobey God. You're struggling in your relationships. You're struggling in your health because you disobey God
0: and your disobedience releases death in your life. You can think of it like this. It means to be unfruitful. i like that when you you think about the wages of sin being dead it means that when you are practicing sin in any area of your life you are going to be unfruitful according to god in that area Mm -hmm. and here's what we know about unfruitfulness the bible says that a little leaven or a little yeast ends up making the whole cake rise. Mm. So you may be being disobedient in this one area, but before you know it, that disobedience and that unfruitfulness is going to carry it into other areas. You're not obedient uh, where, where your prayer life is concerned and then it begins to impact your relationships and then your relationships begin to impact your job performance. Your job performance goes down. It begins to impact your finances when you get fired. And I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just a spiraling thing that, that the wages of sin is death. So what you have to do is cut the head of the snake off you have to cut off disobedience (laughs) you have to cut off disobedience (laughs) we were talking about snakes yesterday you you can't you you can't be messing around with snakes you gotta cut their hair no we were laughing because we
1: were saying we we don't know if other cultures do this but the one thing black people believe is that even if you shoot a snake you can shoot that snake a hundred times you gotta cut the head of the snake off you need to cut the head of disobedience off in your life. Yes. Make sure it yes. cannot resurrect. Right. Make sure it cannot resurrect. Then number two, after you're born again, you need to be filled. You must with the, be. You must be filled with the Holy Ghost. People say, do you need the Holy Ghost to go to heaven? You need the Holy Ghost to go to Walmart. <laughs> you need <laughs> the Holy Ghost to live in your house. You need. Yeah. The, it's your lack of awareness of the Holy Ghost the reason you don't have any peace, mm-hmm. the reason that you don't know how to navigate at your job and deal with difficult people. Mm-hmm. The reason you can't get along in your family, you need to be filled with the spirit of God so you can be taught the things of God, Mm -hmm. the ways of the kingdom. The Bible tells us when Jesus says, I'm going to go away, he says, I'm going to send you a teacher. He's going to lead you into all truth. That's one of the things I love about the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. You can say to the Holy Ghost, you can say, Holy Spirit, am I doing the stuff I'm supposed to do? He ain't gonna lie. He cannot. He cannot lie. He And he doesn't do, what did we say this last week? He doesn't do social promotion. No,
0: no, no. So
1: he don't go, oh, you 19 in the second grade and I know you tired of being here, I'm going to promote you. He go, nope, you actually still disobeying in this area. Mm-hmm. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit And in part of part two, you need to make it a practice to consult the Holy Spirit about everything. And one of the things that I think has been problematic for so many believers is that you have erroneously believed that God does not want to be bothered Mm. with you. And so you try to not ask about the little things. And so when you don't ask about the little things, you never learn how the Holy Spirit speaks and how he operates. And so then, when it's come time to a big decision, you still make stupid decisions, even though the world may be impressed with your decisions, because in the kingdom, if God ain't impressed, it's a stupid decision. Yeah. I was driving the other day, Canaan was driving the other day, and we were getting ready to go um to the mall. and she said, I feel like the Holy Spirit told me not to get on Highway 71. I want you to be able to hear that. That may seem like a small thing. She said, I think I'm supposed to go this way. And so many people, the reason that they don't know what city they should be in, what church they should go to, who they should marry, is that they never
0: learned how to hear him talk about what grocery store to go to. Well, and we've taught our kids, and you've heard us say this before, we've taught our kids from the very beginning that when they, to, to number one, it's important to be born again. But after you become born again, the most important thing you need to learn to do is to hear your Holy Spirit. Why? Because Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit has one job. What is it? To, to keep, keep you safe. safe. That is Holy Spirit's job. It is to keep you safe. And if you will listen to Holy Spirit, he will keep you safe in so many areas, like all of them. Oh, like, like, <laughs> like all, all of, them, of them.
1: Right? And then number three, you must submit to training. Mm. You must submit to training. Mm-hmm. There are many people in the body of Christ who are just rebellious. Mm -hmm. They will not be trained by the Holy Spirit. They will not be trained by their pastors. They will not be trained by their bosses. They will not submit to training. If you refuse to submit to training, you may be on your way to heaven, but you will live a life of hell. Because as the old folks say, a hard head, make a soft behind. Mm -hmm. And the reason that so many of you have so many battle wounds is that you won't submit to training. Let me tell you something. People say this. They say experience is the best teacher. It's not. not. I have watched people who were young fools who are now old fools. You have walked through the same scenario and you have not gotten any smarter. Experience is not a
0: teacher. The Holy Ghost is a teacher. And what is it that we say? The ways of a what? The ways of a transgressor is hard. If you refuse training, if you transgress against the things God wants to move you into, your life will become hard.
1: And some of you are living so hard right now, unnecessarily. Your ways are because the ways of a transgressor is hard. And I want you to hear me. I don't care. Y'all should
0: type that. The The ways ways of of a a transgressor transgressor is is hard. It is
1: the ways of. If you keep dating people that God tell you not to date, and you keep getting your heart broke, that ain't because them people bad. It's because the ways of a transgressor and, is And hard. because God
0: is good, He'll keep mending your heart, but you'll keep taking it out there and letting it get stumped on again. And he'll and he'll he'll participate in that process with you as long as you want to. But at some point, you could learn to listen to him and avoid all of that secular. I got to go out here and do it my own way, and then run back to God when I get my heart broke. And that's just not in relationships. That's in any area. The that's why some people broke right now. The ways hard. of a
1: transgressor
0: is The way
1: it's your way of when you're not. I want y'all to hear me. When you're not obeying God, it's supposed to be hard. When you're not doing what God told you to do, it's supposed to be hard. When you don't give your finances the way God told you to, it's supposed to be hard. When you're not in marriages and relationships that God told you to be in, it's supposed to be hard. When you're not living in the city he told you to live in, working where he told you to live, it's supposed to be hard hard why there is no grace on that path there is no provision on that path and so many of you are out here trying to kick down doors taking all of this abuse when you could just say god where do you want me to go Mm -hmm. i wonder if there's some people who are willing to admit that there's some hardness in your life right now just because you haven't obeyed god Yes. it's
0: it just because it's just because you haven't obeyed and we've God. all been there. The we've all been we've there, all been there. I've been there, you've you, been there. Absolutely. Everybody on this all 87 of you on the broadcast right now, and everybody in the studio who's helping us right now. We've all been there, we've all done some things that we shouldn't have done because we wanted to do them, and it ended up producing hardships. Why? Because the Bible cannot lie because the Bible ways of but a transgressor. transgressor it's hard. It, when just, I, when okay. our marriage was difficult. Yes. Our marriage was difficult cuz
1: we wouldn't listen yes. to God. Yes. Our marriage was lift, difficult because we Our marriage is sweet now. Our marriage is not sweet cuz we so smart? No. Marriage is sweet because we stopped thinking we were because smart.
0: if we were so smart, we'd have done it years ago, <laughs> you know. Child. So, the reality of it is ain't got to do about how smart you are. It's like, are you going to be willing to do it God's way? Because if you don't, then the ways of a transgressor is hard. Yeah. God does not release authority and power to babies, and children, or rebellious teenagers. Woo. As long as you are behaving as an immature child, or a baby, or some rebellious teenager, God's not going to release that. Power to you, and I love it. That scripture that says to them he have given them power to become the sons of God. In essence, you are here living your life without any power. If you're if you're a transgressor, if you're transgressing against the things of God, you're trying to do everything you can in effort, not power. Because mm. effort is all we have as human beings. We mm. have effort, we don't have any power. Power is supernatural. That's the reason we say that God puts his super on I'm our natural, natural. because we have effort, but God has power. And he says, I've given you power to become sons of God. I've given you power to operate in my name. I've given you power to operate in the same dominion that I operate in. And that's why that is so important that we submit to training. Why? Because when you submit to training, you live out Romans 12 and 2. What does Romans 12 and 2 say? It says that we must be transformed by what? The renewing of our mind so that we can do what? The will of God. The so we can be sons. He says, we got to be transformed by the redoing of our mind so that we can do the will of God, a.k.a. become sons of God.
1: Become sons of God. Listen, y'all stick with this. Y'all come on and do this. I want you to put this in the comments. Say, I am growing up.
0: I am growing, I am up.
1: growing up. You cannot be content with your immaturity. Mm-hmm. Many of you have so many big God-given dreams. So many ways he wants you to touch the world, and you have the education, and you have the passion, but you're like, "Why am I not released?" Pastor Ellen, the Lord gave you this word when we first got in ministry, and people to this day still come back and talk about how this word right here changed their lives. You used to have us pray. I still pray. I still do too. I still pray. I know what you're about to say. Lord, do not take me to a place that my character cannot sustain me. Mm-hmm. Lord, do not take me to a place. I We have never wanted to be people who would get on the big stage of life and embarrass the kingdom, embarrass God, because we did not allow him to
0: develop our character. And you need. To- and, I, and, I, and You're right. I didn't. I never wanted to embarrass God. But I also understood I have an adversary. And if I open the door, he's 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 a, he, he plots and plans. He's waiting for the opportunity. He if you play with the devil, he'll let you participate in sin on, a, on level by level by level until he gets you to the place that when he exposes you, he can expose you to the to the most numerous people on the biggest platform to try to discredit not only you, but the kingdom. And so I was always like, God, do not allow me to go any place that my character can't keep me. And since I wanted to go to a place, you know what it forced me to do? To grow up and work on my character. To grow
1: up and work on my character. This is the process of sonship, not are you anointed. Listen, do you know all the anointing proves? All the anointing proves is that God is willing to flow through you. Yes, it does right. not prove that you have character. No. It does not prove that you have character. Laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover does not prove that you have right. character. It proves that God cares about the right. sick. Right. That It does not prove that. God is looking for a people who can be trusted behind the scenes. God is looking for yep. a people who can be trusted on the stage. God is looking for a people who are, who refuse to yes. embarrass him, yeah. who refuse to go their own way because they love him more than life. And this is really the place that a lot of us need to grow up to. The truth of it is, is that many of us do not love him more than life. Yeah. We do not love him more than life because we love our flesh. Romans 8, 5 and 8, Mm -hmm. it talks about this. It says, they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. What are the things of the flesh? What you want, Mm -hmm. how you feel, how you want to tell somebody off how you want to do what you want to do, live where you want to live, move how you want to move. And here's what's so crazy to me about believers. Believers will be straight out here living straight under the dictates of the flesh and then mad at God because favor isn't overflowing. Mad at God because increase isn't overcome. You're not even operating in the kingdom. You're operating strictly by your flesh. And it says that when you are in the flesh, you mind the things of the flesh. But when you are in the Spirit, you mind the things of the spirit back to death. For to be carnally minded is death. Listen, Ralph said it the other day. Ralph said, If you keep doing what you want to do when God done told you to do something else and your doctors done told you to do something else, you go die. That's he, what he said, said. It, it seemed harsh. He said, You go die. You go die. You go die. If you keep going your own way, you go die. There's going to be death yes. in your life. Yeah your dreams are going to die your relationships are going to die your hope is going to die your peace is going to die because you have decided because the bible can't lie and what does it say for to be carnally minded is death and i don't care how you pray on it how you put oil on it i don't care how many other um carnal believers you get to co-sign and say "Ooh, girl you gone and do that thing to be carnally minded is
0: death. And if you say, if you say, well, you know, I, I just don't believe all that. Then the other thing he said, well, just die him.
1: I mean, oh, I mean, oh, if, 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 well, can't
0: nobody, if can't nobody change oh. you, if can't nobody change your mind and you don't believe it, then just go ahead and keep doing oh. what you're doing. And oh. here's the thing we got to understand, too, about the flesh. You and God, y'all hear me. You and God can desire for you to have the same thing. But the way you go after that thing can be fleshly. Yep. We see this with Abraham. It was God's desire to give Abraham a son, but Abraham used his flesh to go after. it. And because he used his flesh to go after, we are literally living in 2021 and we still got people on the other side of the world fighting each other because of something Abraham did all those years ago. So you need to
1: understand that your disobedience does not just impact you, it impacts generations. Yes. It impacts generations. And some of you, you out here, you think that you can break generational curses because you get better education, because you live in a better neighborhood. Or you, you got more money. Or you got more money. You break generational curses by submitting yourself yes. to God so you have authority to yes. deal with those demons and those devils. It is not your education that breaks a generational curse. Right. It is not you having a better credit score, having a better education you want to break a generational curse you better submit to the authority of god so the anointing flows through you to begin to break the thing that is flowing in your bloodline i i am preaching when i say that right there that is a word right there absolutely you 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 cannot use your flesh To break debt. No. You cannot. I'm going to move to a better neighborhood. I'm going to get out the country. I'm going to get a master's degree. That's not how it's going to work. Because
0: everywhere you go.
1: There you are. There you are. And your bloodline too. Yes.
0: Yes. So, so so, so, these three steps are so important. Number one, what do you got to do? You got to be born again. You got to be born again. The second thing you got to do is you got you to submit to being filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. And then number three, what do you got to do? You got to submit to being trained. You got to be willing to be trained in the things of God so that you can grow into sonship.
1: I want to finish Romans 5 and 8, though, as okay. we go on. Let's go back. It says, they that are after the flesh, they do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. You can measure your sonship by what you give your attention to. Mm. For to be carnally minded is death, Mm -hmm. but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it cannot be subject to the law of God, neither can it be. Neither can it be. So what do I have to do? It says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me I can live my life and everybody be impressed with me and God not
0: be pleased? Oh, absolutely. The Bible says say it's going to happen. It's going to happen in the day of judgment. You're going to be like, but the pe- people going to be like, but didn't I cast out demons in your name? Didn't I lay hands on the sick? He's like, ah, you did all that stuff, but I never knew you. I never knew you. I never knew you,
1: which is why you have to be willing not to have a dream or desire that you will exalt above God. Yep. You want to know God and you want God to know you. Amen. Y'all put this in the comments. Even Jesus had to go through the training program. Yeah. Even Jesus, Jesus, Jesus had to go through the training program. If Jesus had to go through the training program, you know, we have to go through the training program. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. If Jesus had to go through the training program, we had to go through the training program. What is the path to sonship? It's a three-step path. Number one, you start as a child slash servant slash slave.
0: That's when you get born again.
1: That's when you get born again. Before that, you're
0: just a creation. Before (laughs) that, you're
1: just a creation. Philippians 2 and 5, 5 through 11, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, Thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took on the form of servant and was made in the likeness of men being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself himself. and became obedient obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has also exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the father. Now, pay attention to this. Jesus had to submit himself Mm -hmm. and become obedient unto death. And then the father exalted
0: him. So he had to humble himself. He had to humble himself. Humbling yourself. Doesn't mean to think lowly of yourself. It means to actually place your position of authority under another. Under another. That's how he humbled himself. He humbled himself.
1: He says, I belong to God. God is my father. He submitted He lived as a servant and then the father promoted him. And we have too many believers who don't serve anybody. They don't serve God. They don't serve in their ministries. They don't serve their families. And so there is no humility that could bring about The promotion that people desire. Jesus was born. He was born in this way. I talked to you about this last week that at 12 years old, Jesus was in the temple teaching, man. He is schooling them in the temple. Everybody's impressed with him because he knows so much. Mary comes. She says, what are you doing? He says, did you not think that I would be about my father's business? She said, I don't know nothing about that. But what you about to do is come back to this house. And you know what? We didn't hear from Jesus again until he was 30. Because even though Jesus had a call on his life, he still had to submit. Your call, your anointing, your gifting does not exclude you from submission. Yep. Amen.
0: And then we talk about stewardship. stewardship. We grow into stewardship. We said that stewardship is the management of another person's resources. Uh, that's how we define that. That's how we said it. Uh, it's the reason the Bible says in Luke, he says, if you don't learn to be faithful over that which belongs to another man, he said, how am I ever going to be able to give you that which is your own? Mm-hmm. He says stewardship is about learning to govern someone else's resources. Mm-hmm. When you learn to govern someone else's resources, then you will get your own. We see this with our kids. How are you going to take care of the car that's mine? When you want to drive to the store and you want to be with your friends, before I ever buy you a car, I need to see how you're taking care of this. No one buys their kids something uh, of greater value when you see that they haven't taken care of that of the lesser value. How are you? Not a good parent. Not a good parent. How, how are you as a child of God? How have you handled what God gave you at this level? Well,
1: and I love what you, it's funny because I now think about this scripture that you taught for years that I had a hard time getting. But he says, if you're not faithful, this is the stewardship test. It is. If you are not faithful over that which is another man's, who's going to give you your own? So, it, and here's a great example. It's known as
0: the, in, in spiritual circles, it's known as the law of reciprocity. How am I going to give you something you want when you can't take care of that that you have? It's the law of reciprocity. You want more, but you haven't taken. We see it with the parable of the talents. He says to the man who who, who took his one talent and hid it, he took it from him. He said, you didn't even handle what you had right. Why would I give you more? And for the record, guys, that's New Testament. Yes. That's not Old Testament. That's new, all of it. It says,
1: listen, when you're not faithful over what's been entrusted to you, how are you faithful where you are right now to what's been entrusted to you? And I'll tell you this because I see a lot of people always saying they're going to be kingdom millionaires. If you don't tie, hear me, I'm not saying you'll never be a millionaire. I'm saying you'll never become a millionaire at the hand of God if you don't tithe. Because if you will steal from him, why would he entrust you with millions? Because the tithe belongs to God. If you will steal what's his, which one of you that someone would steal the 10% that belongs to you and then you would make them a millionaire?
0: And and as long as you're willing to steal and do those kind of things, you're not even a steward. You're at minimum, you're still just a child. You're still just a child. and, And I love the scripture you read last week and I skipped that. I didn't mean to. Galatians 4, 1 through 2. Galatians four one through two in the New Living Translation says this. It says, "Think of it this way: If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than slaves until, until we until they until grow they up. grow up." He says, "Even though they actually own everything their father had, they have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father, Who set. Said? Their Who father said? said their father and said their father said and the father sets for when you become a son. You he, and he didn't just leave it out there like we don't know. He says." to those that are led by the Spirit of God, are the sons of God. When is the set time? When you're willing to be led by the spirit of God? When
1: you're willing to be led. Is this helping you guys? Are you understanding this? Are you using this in order to evaluate yourself, to allow the Holy Spirit to show you the areas in your life where you're still childish, to show you the areas in your life where you still don't have good stewardship, to show you the areas of your life where you're emerging as a son. And I want to say this, not only do I want to talk to you about the tithe, I want to tell you this. Those of you who are sitting on your gifts, gifts and talents sure, that absolutely. God has given you, God's told
0: you to do. You are
1: not a good steward. Damn, you're not a steward. You have all of these excuses. I can't do it because other people are doing I it. I can't do it because um I don't have no help. I can't do it because people such as such. If you are not properly using your gifts yes. and talents at this level yes. that you are right now, you are not a good steward. I say this all the time to young preachers. Young preachers like, man, I want to preach on somebody's stage. I say this all the time. You know, I've said this forever. Yeah. If you a preacher, you don't need to stage. No. When I finally told my friends I was a preacher, nobody was shocked because I had spent years preaching to them. If you are a preacher, you don't need a stage. And I'm going to tell you this. If you can only preach when you're on a stage, you should become an actor. You're not interested in preaching. You are interested in entertainment if you can't do it unless you have a stage. Whatever God has created you to do, you should be doing it at whatever level that you are at right now. If it's hospitality, do it at that level. Yep. If it's administration, do it at that level. If it's kingdom financing, do it at that level. If it's preaching the gospel, do it at that level. You can. If you cannot expect it to be promoted when you, listen, there are many of you, you want to impact 5,000, but you don't treat the one client you have yep. well. Yep. Why would God give you 5,000 clients when you don't honor the one client 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 that you had.
0: Well, and I think one of the best scriptures, and there's many, but one of the best scriptures about stewardship is found in 1 Corinthians 4 and 2. Yes. In 1 Corinthians 4 and 2, look at what it says in the King James. It says, moreover, it It is what? Required Required in stewards. It's meaning meaning that it's not something that can be there. It has to be there. It must be there. It says, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found what? Faithful. Faithful. The Amplified Version, which I love, says it like this. Moreover, it is essentially required of stewards that a man be found faithful. And then it says what? Proving himself worthy, worthy of, of, trust. Of, of trust. Of trust. Of truth. Truth, it was truth, <laughs> my truth. My bad. truth and trust. They need to be both. <laughs> my but bad. it says my bad. worthy, worthy of truth. In other words, if you are going to be a steward, then there are some faithfulness tests that you're going to have to Ooh, pass them faithfulness You're going to have to pass some faithfulness test. He says, moreover, it is essentially required of students that a man be found faithful. Okay, God, I want to move from being a child to being a steward into sonship. He says, okay, here's how you know you're not a child anymore because number one, you're not having to, because uh, you, you, you're practicing obedience. You're being led by the spirit of God. He says, okay, and now I'm going to test this out to make sure you're not a child. I'm going to give you some things to steward over. I'm going to give you some time, some talent, some resources that you can steward over and see how you handle those things. He says, and if you handle those things faithfully, then you can go on and move toward uh, sonship. But you got to pass this faithfulness test.
1: And here is where I think a lot of people error. Okay. They try to evaluate their own faithfulness mm. instead of asking the Lord. Mm. A lot of people, they don't ask the Lord so what they do is they look at their lives and they say because and you know it because when people start to get offended you we hear them mm-hmm. say this I did everything the Lord told me to sure. do it ain't right. nobody but Jesus who did everything the right. Lord told him to do right. you have not done everything the Lord told you to do literally there are people right here who will be like I did everything the Lord told you to do he tell you to get up and pray you don't get up and pray come on he told you to eat better you don't eat better you're not doing everything God is telling you to do the goal is to grow up and become a person who does everything God is telling you you to do. You're like I'm doing everything God told me to do. He told you to start that business, he told you to go get a new job, he told you to go back and get a certification. He told you that at the beginning of the pandemic. We 19 months in, you still haven't done it. Don't deceive yourself. So what you
0: should do is you should ask the Holy Spirit if you faith. Go ahead and type this in the comment section. Even if you got to type this by faith. Say I will pass the faithfulness test. I will
1: pass the faithfulness even, test.
0: Even, even, even if your if your flesh is screaming at you, saying you know you're not gonna do it, blah blah blah. By faith, type it right now. I will pass the faithfulness test.
1: And I want to say this to many of you: you don't realize it, but you actually have been on the sonship journey. Mm. I did now in hindsight, looking back. I understand that when God gave us specific instructions to do something and to do not to do something. And one of our big ones that we wanted to move to Atlanta and he told us, do not go to Atlanta. So many people said to us, you can go to Atlanta if you want to, you can go to Atlanta if you want to, you can do, you will really succeed in Atlanta. We didn't understand it at the time, but it was a faithfulness Mm -hmm. test. It was, will you obey me? Or will you obey your flesh? And I can remember when it seemed like it was so many perfect opportunities. I mean, it,
0: it made sense in terms of the jobs that were offered. Yes. In, in terms of the opportunities that were there, everything made sense in the natural that that would be a, 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 a good move for us, except God said no. Except God said no. And the question becomes, are you going to pass that faithfulness test? Are you going to obey God in an area where it seems contradictory to do what God says, it makes perfect sense to do the opposite of what God says.
1: Especially
0: when it's something your flesh wants. Especially who, uh,
1: here's the question. I love that Kim said this. Who will you obey? Yes. Because you cannot pass the faithfulness test obeying yourself, right? So we want you to know. And so then we want you to, Think about, it.
0: let's see, where are we? There, there's Basically, there's five tests that people have to pass. Five if you're going to be pass. faithful, you're going to pass. There's five things that people have to pass. The first thing you got to pass is what we call passing the faithfulness test to self. How do we manage our bodies? How do you manage your body? Ralph talked about that. We were joking about it, but he was serious. How do you manage your body? How do you manage your mouth? How do you manage your heart, which is your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your imagination, your intellect? Do we treat ourselves as living sacrifices or do we actually live unto ourselves? Do we live to do whatever pleases us? Mm-hmm. Are we saying we're Christians, but in the truth we're really just hedonists. We really just want to do whatever makes us feel good and we and we want to sprinkle in a little good morality to it, but in reality we don't want to obey God unless God's already obeying what we want to do.
1: So are you a Christian or are you a hedonist? That's the real question. Are you a Christian or are you a hedonist?
0: Because a nice hedonist can look like a Christian according to what people think a Christian is. But the word Christian is to be Christ-like. Like, to
1: be, not just to believe in Christ, <laughs> to be Christ-like. A- ask the Holy Ghost, are you a hedonist? Ask him, are you a hedonist? Because he can't lie to you. Do you live for your own pleasure? There are so many believers who you don't do anything that's not pleasurable to you. You don't do anything that's not pleasurable to you. You don't serve where he tells you to serve. You don't sit where he tells you to sit. You You won't fast.
0: You won't give. You won't pray because they're uncomfortable.
1: So are you a Christian or are you a hedonist? If you're a hedonist, go ahead and repent and come on over here and live this good life. Yeah. The other thing that God is going to measure, test your faithfulness is, is how you treat others. How you treat others. There are so many people. I see people all the time who are saying things like, Um, I only go where I'm celebrated. And in theory, that sounds good. That I don't go where I'm tolerated. I only go where I'm celebrated. Unless God tells you to go where you tolerate. Then how do you respond when God tells you to bless somebody who's talked about you? How do you respond when God tells you to be good to a boss who's undermining you? How do you respond when your spouse is talking crazy and God is telling you to show love? Do you treat others in alignment with the kingdom of God or do you match
0: energy? It's part it's part of that faithfulness test. It's part of that faithfulness test. Am, am I, how, am I, how am I faithful to myself? In the things that God has said. And then, how am I faithful to others in the things that God has said? And then it goes, number three goes back to what you were just talking about. How am I faithful to the, how am I stewarding and faithful to the gifts that God has given me? Each and every one of us need to be using whatever gift we have received. And that gift is not to be used to just laud things upon our own That's life, but to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. In its various forms. That's so good. God doesn't mind me using my gifts and talents to enhance my own life. But the reality of it, he gave me those gifts and talents for a dual purpose. It was to serve myself and others. It wasn't just to serve myself, but it also wasn't just to serve others. That's But right. I see women, especially African-American women sometimes, who use their gifts to serve everybody but themselves. Everybody but
1: themselves. And we got to go back
0: to number one, which is also passing the faithfulness yes itself. So it's how are you passing a faithfulness test about self? How are you passionate about others? And then how are you using your gifts and
1: talents? You really need to think about this. Whatever it is that God has called you to do is going to honor God. It's going to bless others and it's going to bless you. Yes. That's anything God has called you to do is going to have a threefold principle. Threefold purpose. It's going to honor God. I want to use my gifts to honor, to God. honor God. I want to use my gifts to bless others, mm-hmm. but I also have a right to be to benefit off of my gifts as well. Yes. So I don't have to be selfish, and I don't have to be fleshly. Literally, if I do it God's way, I get to have that trifecta. Yes. I get to yes. honor God. Yes. I get to serve yes. others, and I get to be blessed mm-hmm. in my life. It's really because I love, and I love what people say. And Christy just said, I. I convicted and evil rebuked for it i said your energy will be matched and then cj said i recently stopped saying that too see that seems like a popular saying yeah. but it's anti anti-kingdom. Yeah, it anti-kingdom. the only energy we match is the energy of the holy spirit and the reason
0: we think we need to match energy is we believe that's the only way we protect ourselves well and it really it really it really was a catchy phrase. But you have, but but we know the words matter because if you say I match energy, then what you say then is you have the ability to be pulled outside of God's kingdom. That's good. That's really That's what it's good. saying. I have the ability to get. I have the ability to allow someone else to determine how I live. That's what matching energy is. If I match your energy and your energy is not kingdom energy, then I have to leave kingdom living in order to match it. No, it's so good. I
1: remember years ago, Pastor Cynthia said to me, she said the real test of maturity, she didn't say sonship, but I'm going to assert it. The real test of sonship is when no one can stop you from being who you committed to God to be. That's the real test of maturity. The real test of maturity is when I grew up enough that no matter what you said, I was going to honor God. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and those tests, no matter what somebody else says, somebody says something slick, I'm going to honor God. I'm going to use my words, my action, my life in order to honor God. That's real maturity
0: yes, that's right real there. Maturity. That's real maturity. We see this in 1 Peter 14. It says God has given each of you a gift. God has given each of you a gift. Nobody, n- nobody can, can say gift. I don't have any gifts to you. Everybody to you. has a gift. God has given, and he gave them to us before we ever came into the kingdom. That's right. And the Bible says if the gifts are without repentance, that means he ain't taking them back. That's right. <laughs> God has given each of you a gift from his great variety. I love that, of spiritual gifts. That means that he has a variety so we don't all have to look the same. We don't all have to look the same. He says, use them what? Well, to do what? Serve one another. serve one another. To serve one another. And if we all do that, then any area I'm lacking, somebody got my back. Isn't
1: that beautiful? That's the way he designed it. Any area
0: I'm lacking, somebody's got my back. If we
1: all use our gifts, nobody's left uncovered. Everybody has what they
0: need. That's how covenant works. You take a warring tribe and a farming tribe and they come together and the warrior said, we'll make sure nobody attacks you, you make sure we eat. And then because they work together, they always have something to eat and they're always protected.
1: Yes. And then number four, money. We've already talked about that. Listen, honor God with your money. Honor God with your money. Can I just say this? Yes, sir. I know
0: we put this as number four, but the money test is everything. The money test is everything. It's everything because it's the Bible says, "Wherever your treasure is, there your heart will." There be also. will your heart be also. So if I can't pass this money test, where God is concerned, my heart's never going to really be with God. Mm. He says, whatever your treasure is and you align to yourself and you say money ain't your treasure. People say, well, money don't mean that much to me. But you get up at six in the morning or you go to work late at night and you work, you dedicate all you dedicate a third or a fourth of your time of, of your every day to work. Why? Not for free. Not for free because they're paying you. So, so, so let's not fool ourselves and act like money is not important. The Bible even says it like this, money, answer it, what all things. all things. So we can acknowledge that money is important and without but also simultaneously acknowledge that God's more important than money. God is more so important So whenever to God tells me to do something with my money, I honor the most important thing, God, not the money.
1: Not the money, God. And I, I, I you know, we talk about this. Here's a good place to poke to stand. Who, when you're growing up in the faithfulness test, mm-hmm. you are going to have what we call choke level tests.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have choke level You're gonna have
1: choke level opportunities. Yep. God is going to ask you to sow something that stretches you. He always does. He always does. And I believe one of the reasons that God does it is so you can see what's in your own mm-hmm. heart. Literally, there will be people when they don't have a lot of money, they will give their last five dollars. Yeah. but when they get some money in their account and they have a thousand dollars in their checking account
0: and he asks for 500, they won't give the 500. And the reason is because they really don't value the five. So, I'll give God what I don't value,
1: I'll give God what I don't, and value. that's what it says. Oh my god, that's what it says. Oh, I'll give
0: God what I don't value, but when it's something that I value, God, you can't have it. That's really what it says. Mm. But that's why the money test is the thing that he uses. God doesn't need or want or can even use your money. But because it's important to you, it becomes important to God. So God wants you to have it. He doesn't want it to have you. So that's why he will test you at times where your money is concerned, not because he wants it, but because he wants you to be able to self-evaluate. What are you putting on the money?
1: Well, it's very interesting because here's another sonship test. I see every time we don't do this anymore because we grew up out of this. Every time we would get dependent on our savings, Mm -hmm. he would ask for it all. Every time we began to put our weight on our savings. He would ask for the entire thing. He'd be like, "Give half over here. Give half over here." I can't tell you how many times our savings would get to a certain point, and we would begin to put some comfort and trust in that money. And he said, "Let me get that. Let me get that." Because and the in truth the kingdom, is, if
0: I had realized that's what we was doing, I, 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 I'd have stopped. But, but see, that's the thing. See, God don't tell you he's <laughs> he stupid. Don't, he right, don't take right. you stupid. He don't take you. He don't just keep, keep, he keep, keep giving you
1: opportunities. The and then what I realized is that when we finally got to the point. That the money because what would happen is is because we were so broke as college students Mm -hmm. when we would get that little cushions on baby we would begin to feel like oh we really really we we really had arrived and he would say "Uh uh-uh you got too much trust in that sean strickland run me that money right there right
0: because god doesn't care about you having money but he never wants money to have you it wasn't until honest to goodness that we started saying you know at the end of the day, yes, we're supposed to save and we're gonna save. But if we don't have anything, God's gonna provide for us. And then
1: then and then
0: we pass, when he and then when he asked for something, we'd be like, sure, you can have it. You can have it. And then once once we did that, he literally stopped asking for all that was in the savings. He was like, okay, I just wanted you to know that I'm most important. I need you. I don't, I don't want to know it. I need you to know it. It, it's actually
1: scriptural yep. in Deuteronomy eight and three. It says, and he led them through the wilderness so they could see what was in, in their, their own heart. heart. Yes. Wilderness comes for you to see you. God has already seen yes. you. wilderness comes for you to see you. And some of you, it's not just money, but here's the thing. Back to gifts, The your wilderness test that you don't pass is that anytime somebody you love critiques the work you do Mm. you back up off Mm -hmm. of it anytime
0: you don't get the support you think you should get you don't pass the choke level test listen by faith go ahead you know what i'm gonna ask you to do by faith go ahead and type in the comment I will pass the money test. I will pass the money test. uh, Come on. I challenge you. I do. As you're a pastor, as you you tuned in so you wanted to be here, nobody made you show up. I'm challenging you this morning to go ahead and type in the comment section on whatever platform you're watching us and say... I will pass the money test. I will
1: pass the money test. And
0: then today do it. Sow a seed today. Give what the Lord tells you to give. Start tithing today. Start sowing today. Make today be the day that you don't just type it, but you actually do it. I will pass the money test. Because I
1: want to say this. There are people out here and they have all these visions and they want people to sow into it, but they don't sow. Yeah. So they don't help anybody else's dream come true. And then they're like, well, God gave me this vision. Y'all should help me. You don't even have seed in the ground to get that kind of help because you haven't passed the test because you didn't decide anybody else's vision was important enough for your resources. Then no one is stared and moved for your vision to be important enough for their resources. It's a kingdom principle.
0: It's a kingdom break, which goes right into the fifth test. The fifth test. After you declare. I, I see y'all typing it. I will pass the money test. I will pass the I will, money that's test. great. I see you typing it. But now here's the fifth faithful. Fifth one. Test. Fifth one. Come on, let's say it together. You ready? Obedience. Obedience. <laughs> obedience. obedience.
1: Everybody tap Obedience. It
0: all obedience. Does your obedience come with a willing heart? What do we tell our kids all the time about uh uh the scripture one night uh, Isaiah 119? if you're what? Willing. If you're willing and obedient. obedient. We don't want you just to be obedient. We want you to be what? Willing Willing and obedient. I
1: just told one of our kids the other day, (laughs) I said, listen here, boo, if you don't put some willingness on that obedience, you're going to miss out on a good life. Yes. You better put some willingness on that. You better bring your heart along with your obedience. Many of you, you don't even understand this. You obey God out of obligation, and that's why
0: you don't eat the good of the land. It's so funny you, because I think I told that same child, I'm sure you told that same one. I told I'm that same child, I said, Listen, here's what you got to understand being obedient is like chicken. I said, Willingness is like the seasoning. Nobody likes chicken, it doesn't Without have it season no season on it. Come on, I need, you to, put some I willingness need you to put some willingness on, on, that on that obedience.
1: And we, and let me tell you something, we have natural children. We have spiritual children, and we have members of this church. That literally, you are struggling unnecessarily because you don't have no willingness on your own. You better season that. You, you better, better season, season it, that, you that. You better obedience. season that obedience with some. Don't nobody want no
0: bland, just salt and pepper chicken. You, you better put some
1: chicken, chicken seasoning on that thing. You just show up to the Lord, time about I'm doing it because you told me to. After, I, I don't I, want. I don't
0: want to die and go to hell. I don't
1: want to die and go to hell, baby. You better put some seasoning on that obedience. Yes. You better put some kicking chicken joy on that <laughs> obedience, because if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Some you
0: got some, some some folks out there they got such expectation for God that they need to go and get that jerk seasoning. They, they need some spice on that willingness.
1: I, I love I love it. Eric said some lemon pepper obedience. You better get you some You better get you some hot sauce it on that obedience. Something. You better bring you some. Some Chris said obey me. You better put some
0: willingness on that old. Oh, I thought you said obey. No, obey. <laughs> You need some obey, Steve. You need on, some on that willingness. To... Every season y'all can think of, that's what you need to be putting on your obedience. I love
1: what Christy said. <laughs> in other words, my stank attitude, mm. even
0: if in obedience, will impact my life. It will. It absolutely it will, will, impact will. impact my in life. In the same way that your parents don't want no junk brought to them, even because you're doing it right, the father doesn't either. And we have natural children, yep. spiritual children, and mm-hmm.
1: members of this church who have missed out on blessings that the Lord wanted us to release to them because of a stank attitude. Mm-hmm. There have been things that literally we have been prepared to do because the Holy Spirit told us to do. And then the person acted so stanking, stanking, not stinking, mm-hmm. so stanking. The Holy Spirit said, Hold up, don't release that yet. Hold up, hold up, don't release that yet. What is not being released in your life Mm. because your obedience is unseasoned, and I want to make it worse, it's unwashed. Mm. It is unwashed. You is cooking this chicken, it ain't washed, it ain't seasoned. And the Lord and and I I want y'all to understand this old testament and new testament. The Bible has told us God don't accept everything we bring. He doesn't accept everything we bring. And in fact, in Isaiah, this is what he told him. He said, don't bring me no more worship and don't bring me no more offerings mm. because all it does is come up as a nasty stench mm. to me. I don't want that because God wants your heart. Everybody put this in the comments. Say, God wants my heart.
0: God wants my heart.
1: God wants my mm-hmm. heart. You need to understand that repentance will go a long way mm-hmm. in your growth. Yes, it will. Repentance. Yes, I love April says she done already went into repentance. Lord, forgive me for all the times I had a stank attitude. It'll go
0: a long way. It'll go a long way. But again, you got to be able to humble yourself. And and nobody's asking you to say it to everybody publicly, but you ought to be able to be in your house and say, you know what, God, I apologize. I repent. I'm sorry for having a stank attitude for the times that you asked me to do something. And and I I did it, but I didn't do it with the right attitude. I, I repent. I'm sorry, God. Why? Because as you said, repentance does what? Goes a long way in the kingdom. God wants my heart. Next week we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk
1: about the spirit of adoption, but I really want to wrap up because I don't mind telling my own story. Okay. I don't mind telling all myself.
0: It's a good time to wrap up.
1: You know, the Lord told us not to go to Atlanta, so we stayed. Yep. The Lord told us to stay here. Yep. And to have a church. Yep. I ain't really want to. Nope. I ain't really want to stay here. Nope. And so I stayed here, but I'll be honest, I did it with a stank attitude. Oh my God. Tell your own story. Talk about yourself. Now talk about yourself. Well, you said you were gonna tell your story. I I said I I said, I was gonna tell my story. I said, you just listen to the story, right? Right? (laughs) So I there were things in my life that heaven would not release because even though I was still showing up, I had not brought my heart. And I remember one day driving, the Holy Spirit said to me how arrogant it is of you to think that you know better where heaven needs you at this time. Mm. And in that, I sat in the car that day and I cried because I realized that even though I had been still showing up preaching, I had been still showing up um, um doing counseling people. I had still been showing up studying, but this is really what I was doing. And let me tell y'all the truth because I want to help somebody. I really was trying to do it well enough that God would let me go. Mm -hmm. I was really trying to do it well enough that God would let me go. And about four years ago, I started to say, I don't care if I live here for the rest of my life. I will do whatever you want me to do. I will be wherever you want me to be. And you know what immediately began to happen? How much travel I began to have began Mm -hmm. to happen. My business began to explode in that point because he said, what I want from you is when I
0: tell you I want something from you, I want you to bring me all of you. And I want you to be joyous about it because you know who I am and you know that I'm only asking you to do this because I want to bless you. And and the truth of it is... And is, if you don't believe that, you never get the, get that feeling from it. You don't get... It was
1: so immature of me. And yes. I'm telling you this. I loved God. Yeah. I did what he told me to do. But I was really doing it from this attitude. If I give you what you want, Will you give me what mm-hmm. I want? And he said, no, I am looking for what I want to become what you want. So
0: four years ago Boom, I, that's it no no right there I'm say that again. I'm looking what? I'm looking for what I for want what I want to become what to you become. want. I want you to replace what you want with what I want for you
1: yes. Mm. And, and and so I started saying, I started saying to you all the time. I don't care if we live here forever. Yeah. I don't care if we live here forever. I don't care if we live here forever. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Then you know what the Lord told us? He yeah. said, when the girls graduate, yeah. you can move. Now, this is what he said. This is when sonship opportunities mm-hmm. start coming. I said, where do you want us to move? He said, you can move wherever you want yeah. to move. You can move wherever you want to move. So for years, we fought to get to Atlanta. Then we fought to get to San Diego. Every time God would say, no, 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 no. He was looking for my attitude to change. When my attitude changed, then he said, hey, when the girls graduate, You go wherever you want to go. Mm -hmm. I said, we, and then, and then that's when I didn't understand what really growing up in sunshine with, I mean, how do we go from being told you can't go here? You can't go here. You can't go here to saying you can pick and I'll bless you wherever you go. Because he's like, now your heart looks like mine. Mm -hmm. Many of us, if you would just tell the truth, you've been in church a long time. You know a lot about church protocol, but you have never, there are things you have Faithfully done, but you have never given your heart in yeah. God doing it. Chris
0: said it obedience brings,
1: obedience brings options. Yeah. When our heart becomes like his, he, he gives us options. Mm-hmm. The fact that you don't have options is your indication that your heart doesn't look like he mm. should. When you don't have options, when he's still giving you one, two, three instructions. When Canaan went to get her homecoming dress the other day, I said to her, Where do you want to go? buy it because she got options but when the kids was three i didn't ask them where to get the clothes from i got the clothes from where i wanted them to go listen right and so i want to invite everybody here's what i want you to do don't be like me don't spend years of your life doing what god is telling you to do but not doing it with the heart that he has Mm -hmm. whatever god has asked you to do ask him to give you a heart transplant yeah Ask him to help you see it the way that he sees it and refuse to be a teenager because that's the other thing that's, he said yeah. to me. He said, you just act like a teenager.
0: Mm, a rebellious teenager. You just
1: act like a teenager. Like you do it, you wash the dishes, but you stomping in the kitchen. Right. He said, I don't want that from you. I want my desire to become your desire.
0: That's it right there. He
1: wants, that's the path to sonship. Yep. When my desire, I give up my desire. Many of you right now, here's your opportunity to repent. Here's your opportunity to repent. Father, I either haven't been doing what you told me to do Mm -hmm. or I've been doing it, but I have not been doing it from your heart. Mm. And today I am asking you to give me a heart transplant in this matter. Mm -hmm. I've stayed in my marriage, God, but I haven't stayed with your heart. Mm. Mm. I've stayed in my Mm. marriage. I won't get divorced because I don't want to shame you. Mm. I don't get divorced Mm. because you hate divorce. But I haven't given you my heart in this marriage because I'm still so upset about how injured I've been. God, I need a heart transplant. I'm still at this company, but I don't have the right heart at this company. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm still dealing with this child, but I don't have the right heart. But Father, what I'm asking you for today is a heart transplant. Mm -hmm. Now, how can you ask for a heart transplant in the word? He says he will take out the stony heart Mm -hmm. and give you a heart of flesh. Mm -hmm. I want you to just begin, take 13 seconds and just begin to ask the Lord. Every one of us has something that we either aren't doing or we are doing from a wrong attitude. Mm -hmm. And we're asking God today, we give you permission Give, us a, give us a heart transplant. We want a heart transplant about this matter. Mm-hmm. We, give you, we need a heart transplant about our money. We need a heart transplant. I sense this by the Holy Ghost. There are those of you that you want to lose weight. And the Holy Spirit has told you how to eat. But you see it as him taking something mm. from you. So you won't do it. And mm. then you keep being disappointed by the weight you can't get rid of ask for a heart transplant god i haven't given the money the way you told me to i did give the tithe, but i don't do it the way you told me to i do so see sometimes well, I but don't i don't do it with a, with a joyful heart. i don't do it with a joyful heart and today what i want if i'm gonna be a son my God, i need a heart transplant my god. i don't want this stony stinking funky heart anymore i repent for this heart. We're going to end this. We, we go give our giving and all this stuff. But I want us to end with an activation. I want you to imagine you taking your stony heart, handing it to Jesus. I want you to imagine that this stony heart, this heart that goes its own way, this heart that has to be right, this heart that's rebellious, the heart, this heart that does its own thing. I want you to see yourself, visualize, use your imagination the way Ralph has been teaching us. Imagine yourself taking that stony heart out of yourself and handing it to Jesus and now see Jesus giving you a heart that's aligned to the father. Now take that new heart, use that, see yourself having a spiritual heart transplant today and let Holy Spirit begin to teach you how to live with a new heart.
0: Yeah. And then with that new heart, you can pass the faithfulness.
1: You can pass with a new heart. You can pass the faithfulness faithfulness
0: test test with yourself, with others, with your gifts, with your money, and with your obedience. Amen. You are equipped to pass the faithfulness test.
1: Amen. God wants us to live a good life. Mm -hmm. He's not keeping goodness from us. But we've got to surrender marriages, families, jobs opportunities let him see yourself exchanging your heart today and then begin to immediately step into obedience Mm -hmm. step into obedience do ask the holy spirit to give you one thing to do right now to that you can demonstrate to yourself that you have stepped into a new realm of obedience.
0: And if you believe that, go ahead and look. As, the last, as we get ready to go, type in the comment section. I saw Christy already typed and say, I am equipped. If you got that new heart today, if you believe, if you did the activation, you saw God taking away that old heart that, that may have had some flesh and some stone, it was all stone and giving you a brand new heart of flesh. And when we say that word flesh, when we're talking about the heart, it means a heart that's pliable, a heart that can be molded and shaped into the things of God. Then go ahead and say that. Say, I am equipped and i believe i believe even on this week you're going to notice a difference you're going to
1: notice a difference because you have a new heart and let him teach you how to feel about people who have been difficult to you Mm -hmm. and let him teach you how to feel about opportunities and how to feel about giving and how to feel about living and let his sweetness come into your life because i can tell you guys something since i made that choice four years ago God has so radically changed my life. Mm -hmm. He has so radically changed my life because I stopped being a person who was just doing what he said. And I became a person who who desires what he desires. Mm -hmm. So how long do I desire to live in Springdale? Long as he want me to. I want to live here as long as he want me to. That's what I want to do. With a good attitude. With a good attitude. And he's changed my life. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 And I love it. Christy said, She's been led to take communion. Many of you may be led to take communion over this. You want to take communion. I've received a new heart today. Mm-hmm. You can take communion anytime. You don't just have to wait till your church does it. It says, As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And I know we went a little long today, but I believe there's some people who you got a breakthrough today. It just wasn't head knowledge today. It became heart knowledge today. And anytime you find yourself being stubborn and resistant to God, Just do that whole experience again. Transplant that heart. Mm -hmm. Don't keep that stony heart. Keep a heart that's pliable Mm -hmm. to God. Now it's our opportunity to give.
0: It's your opportunity to pass the money test. It's
1: your opportunity to pass Pass the money test. Pass the test test. today. Do it. I want to give y'all this. In October, we're going to be honoring all of our ministers of FOC. Mm -hmm. And so we want you to prepare and ask God what special seed that you can sow to them. For those of you who have... The teachers in Victory Zone. Maybe get your kids to draw, to do them a card and mail them a card, a a Starbucks gift card. But we want to say thank you. The October is national members. Um, it is Minister's Appreciation Month. And we want to appreciate all the people who make Fellowship of Champions work. And so we want to put that in your heart right now, two weeks out, that each Sunday we're going to be honoring us, our ministers, the people who work in, um, with Victory Zone, with Ignite, with our prayer team, with um, and, and other people who serve. And we want you to be a part of honoring them with us. We're going to honor them. Amen. And so, but it's your opportunity to give today.
0: Yep. And you can give multitude of ways. You can give through GiveLify. You can give through PushPay. You can give through Tithely. I will say that I noticed that some of you uh, have started putting notes on some of your giving things. And I see some of those when they come in. Hey, if you've got a prayer request, even when you're doing your giving, you can include that note. You know, we'll we'll eventually see those. Uh, We pray over those. Uh, or you can always send us a message. You can always send us a message either through Messenger, through the FOC Facebook page. Those of you who know us on social media, you can reach out to us uh, or whatever. If there's something that you're needing, let us know. We'd love to pray for you. Uh, but again, today's an opportunity for you to pass the money test. And you can do that by giving today through Giveify, PushPay, Tidally. You can even use text to give 833-969-0897 uh, and for those of you who like to use paypal you can use that i know a lot of our international partners do uh, you can go to foc church nwa at gmail.com that is the way that you use paypal and so um, and we
1: um you know, we're believing that this church will be a 100% tithing church. We do. Because do you realize how much any church could do if it was a like
0: 100% tithing church? And do you, can you imagine how prosperous the people, the people of the church would be? So it's not just that we want you to tithe because the church wants your money. We want you to tithe or we want you to grow in the sonship. We want you to be able to have all the power God's made available to you in every area of your life. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And you know, we've Thank you guys, you who are faithful givers, because when we talk to other pastors, other pastors are just impressed with the faithfulness of giving that we have at this church. And we've been able to do so much. People ask us, how do you do the scholarship fund? How do you help all of these people? And listen, let me tell y'all something. Every month, whether the CARES Act was keeping people from being evicted or not, every month of this pandemic, this church has kept someone from being evicted. So you always got a right to a house. You always got a right and food and food and medicine and medicine <laughs> and not get your car repossessed yep. and have gas mm-hmm. and have Wi Fi and it is because of your faithful. Giving. If you sown into that, if you sown mm-hmm. into that, and so we just want to make a declaration today. We let's use our declaration. We haven't done it in a couple of weeks, right? Let's make our declaration. Dear Heavenly Father, as disciples of the living God, we honor you today by giving our tithes, offerings, and gifts to be used in fulfilling of the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. In return for our cheerful obedience,
0: we are believing
1: you for jobs and better jobs, jobs, raises raises, and bonuses, benefits, sales, and commissions, favorable settlements, settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and and income, rebates and return, big checks in the mail, Gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessing and increase. Thank you, Father, that as I join my value system to yours, you will shower favor and blessings and increase upon me so that I have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah.
1: I love it. Chrissy said, my ties are an activation of my covenant with God. Mm -hmm. I am in covenant with God. Mm -hmm. And we're just believing God. I'm telling you, you know what? Last week we released the word. Somebody got a new car. They got their dream car. They sold a seed. They was believing God. Listen, and we're believing God. If you're believing for a new job, put your hand up here. We're believing God. Those of you who are believing for new jobs, that you are going to step into the best job that you've had so Mm -hmm. far. Not the best job you ever going to have in your life. Just the best job you've had so we far. We ain't all
0: here, but if we was here and if she started talking about jobs, I would touch and agree with you. Right, I would right. touch and agree with you. There's an anointing on my life to get jobs, and I release that anointing to you, too, in Jesus' no, name.
1: There is an anointing on this dude' life right here to get a job. I cannot tell you how many times in our 27 years of marriage that someone has created a job that he wrote down on a piece of paper it wasn't even in existence he wrote it down sold his seed and the job showed up it's true
0: so many times and i and i pray for people and the same thing has happened for them there are just some anointings people walking in them i don't know why i got that one but i receive it and i give it to those of you who are believing who are still on the broadcast right now and you're believing for a new job i strike hand, my hand is here you don't care if you what you may seem silly to you you touch hands with your screen or whatever you need to do if you are believing god for a better job better pay better increase new title you're looking to go to from from from, from the worker level to the management level, from management to senior management, I'm declaring with you today, even if there are, even if the company that, that, that has your job is not where you are right now, I declare in Jesus' name, they're getting ready to move where you are. In Amen.
1: Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to say this, because here's what happens when you stay late at church. Here's what happens when you stay late at church. This has been the third week, it's been a blessing <laughs> release when you stay late at church. One of the words of this church that our virtual partners maybe have never heard is That we believe there is an anointing on every partner to make at least six figures. Mm-hmm. At least six figures. You did this several years ago, this thing where you just had people strike hands with you, you had people to sow seeds for it. And that is the first year my business went over six figures
0: because you actually got you. you I got standing straight. on beside me, you got some standing beside me, you went and got in the line and came up as a person just willing to receive, not, not my wife, not the pastor, and just received. and your business has never made less than six.
1: And my figures. Big business has never made less than six figures. So now what we have is a double anointing. Mm. We have an anointing to help your business break through to six figures, over six figures, and to have a job of six figures. Whichever line you in, or most of them, or both. Strike or both your hand. Come on. Or both by of faith. Them. Strike your hand. Or both You're of going them. to a new. And especially for those of you who tithe and sow. Yes. We declare that the same increase anointing on our life yes. is on you. And this week you will see opportunities, jobs. And let me tell you something. Pastor Ed will reaffirm this for them. Just because you think you don't apply for a job, uh qualify for a job. If the Holy Spirit prompts you to apply for that job, you better
0: apply. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's passing the faithful to the test number five. What's number five? Obedience. We said self, others, gifts, money, obedience. If if God tells you to apply, do it. Do
1: it. I'm telling you, when you sow your seed today. You sow that seed on that word. Your business is going over. Your your employment is going over. Some of you, because you have business endeavors and you have work endeavors, it may be the combination of those. But you need to put your expectation that you are going to press toward yes. the end of this year. But if you've never made it in 2022, you will make six figures. You will make six. And it picks. ain't too late to make it now. It's you can believe
0: God. You can believe. You can sow your seed and believe God.
1: Now let me give you this testimony. Yeah. Because the first year that I made six figures, yeah. the first year that I made six figures was the year after I had had the accident, accident yeah. and I did not work for the first six months of it. And in the last six months, I made a hundred. I made over a hundred thousand dollars. I think it was one hundred and one thousand dollars only working six months of the year yeah. because I came into agreement with this man of God. Yeah. You better learn how to come in and come in agreement with your men and women of God. That's true. All right. Well, this was good. Y'all hung out almost two hours. God bless y'all.
0: Yep. All right. Love y'all. Y'all have a great day. We'll see y'all next week. Come back. We're still not through talking about sunship yet. Not We're going to still deal sonship. with it, but I want you to this week, I want you to be mindful to think about those faithfulness tests. Okay. How are you being faithful in the things that, that God has said about what you need to do for yourself, for other people, the talents that he's given you, the gifts and talents he's used you, the money test, and then overall your obedience. So Amen. pass those tests this week. God bless you. We love you. Is that it? i we'll see it. you later. Bye-bye.